0: Today is Friday, April what 2nd, and I am finally getting to the podcast that I wanted to do that I promised this week regarding the Quavo and Saweetie incident that happened on the elevator. Now, of course, um, a lot of my podcasts that I do, I like to uh, talk about, you know, subjects in the world, pop culture, music, and anything else, and um, especially if I have a slant to offer. <clears throat> in which we can all learn something from it versus just the sensationalism of it that tends to circulate on the internet because as a, I don't want to say a teacher, but as a, I don't even want to say as a speaker, but as a person who is very, how can I say it? I am very, I'm an advocate of caring about what we can learn from major things happening in the world, whether it be in entertainment or in just politics or anything else. I'm a major component, a major component for me and within these types of stories is what we can learn from it as human beings. And especially if it's something that I feel that we can teach each other that. Well, we can either teach each other or that I can teach you how to think about certain things because sometimes I feel like a lot of times if we have information that we need to offer or share and when you fancy yourself a podcaster or anybody that's speaking and you do have an audience, I think it is kind of your duty to kind of speak that so that people can be challenged, I should say, to think things through before just circulating stuff because unfortunately... What I do want to say um, on the Internet is that I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I do have to interject that this point that I want to make. You know, the inter- Internet was just invented and it was meant for one thing. And then some smart guys came up with another part to put on the Internet called social media. And the unfortunate part about social media is that When the media controlled the news, we were stuck to watching television and listening to radio. But when these two guys came up with a smart thing called the Internet and placed the place, I mean, not Internet, when these two guys came up with social media and placed it on the Internet, that made basically, I'm not going to say it made radio and TV take a back seat, but it kind of sort of did because it took the power out of their hands and put it in the hands of everybody. Now that's a good thing and a bad thing because the fortunate part about it is that we are all now challenged to rethink things that we thought were true about our baby boomer parents and the way they thought about things and how they raised us and stuff like that. Like we are forced now when you bring human beings together with different lifestyles and different uh, ways of thinking and, and different morals and different, you know, compasses, period. When you bring human beings together, beautiful things can happen. But at the same time, some terrible things can happen. And the terrible things that can happen is that when you bring people into social media is the perfect name for what it is, because it used to be just media and media was just news and television. Uh, television and radio, and it was controlled by an entity that could uh, tell us what we wanted to know, tell us what we wanted to hear. It could filter out what they didn't want us to hear. Because I can remember, even as of I'll say probably two thousand three, like it was a story going on in California, and my girl lives in California, and it was some major story going on, and I was like, and I and I called the the cable company. I said, well, you know. This is something that the world kind of should know. You know, the lady explained to me like, no, well, I I was like, how come I can't have this channel so that I can see this too? She said, well, it's broken off into regions where you live. You have a certain bracket of information that's broken off to this particular region and blah, 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 blah. I didn't understand that until later on when I went back to college, which I'll explain later. And I went back to college for journalism after Doing the practical practical thing, which I'll explain too. But when I went back to school for journalism, then I started understanding how the media was sectioned off, you know, and and syndication, local and all this other stuff. I learned that later on. But it was essential that the media, news media was controlled by the powers that be that own television and radio because it was if you let too many people come together, it can get together. It could get out of hand. Fast forward. That's what's happening now. And a lot of t- that's what's happening now on social media, um, because these two smart guys said, hey, you know, the Internet does this one thing. But how about we do this one thing and we can bring media social? Therefore, media, quote, unquote, became a social thing. So when social media started, it made. Um, it kind of brought a lot of chaos because it wasn't as contr- it's not as controlled as the as it used to be before social media like in 2003 when you just had to stick to your region and watch what you needed to watch and keep your face stuck right here you you have no business knowing what's going on in California if you're over here in Ohio you have you stay right here like it was controlled then so now it's not like that and that's a blessing and it's a curse for us um The curse part about it, I've already talked about the blessing part about it, because we do, as human beings, we all need to look at each other and and have a better understanding of why certain regions or people or groups think certain things, and we can kind of work that shit out and cuss each other out, subtweet, or do whatever the hell we do. But the curse part about it is something that I learned when I went back to school, I went back to school again in 2000 right before i started a blog i think i started my blog other side of the fame.com i think i started that blog in 2013 or 14 something like that i think i went i went back to school in 2012. went back to school for journalism in 2012. i didn't go back to school for journalism for the sole purpose of blogging because i hadn't i didn't even I had no interest in blogging it just happened to come to me because i'll explain my story when you go to my link tree slash osf mag writer i still need to tell my story so you'll understand how my existence came on the internet i never did do that yet and a lot of people don't know like why does she do so many fucking things she has like three stores she does this and she does that. i'll tell you how all that comes to get came together and how it just happened and how i had to learn how to consolidate to make it one brand so i'll talk about all that later but when i went back to school for journalism i was not interested in blogging or anything like that somebody said to me when I used to post over on Facebook, she said, you uh, have the type of style that you need a blog, you need a blog because your opinion is a little bit too, I see you over on XYZ's page because I, I used to go to another blog and post and she was like, girl, you, you need your own blog because you, you run your own show. You are not audience material. And I was like, really? And I really didn't, that, that's how I started a blog. So just to interject that. So I wanted to say that because. When I went back to school for journalism, no, I was not thinking about blogging. I went to school for journalism because I thought that, as a writer, that was part of the package. I I learned that was different later, but I'll talk about that later. So let me get back to this uh, this Quavo and this and this Sweetie thing. Now, this whole blog—they're the premise of the blog, and they're the conclusion of the blog. But I'm going to talk to you about the curse that happened when media became social. So as I was in journalism school, I was anybody who's in journalism, you're trained to understand how the media works. And the unfortunate part about social media is that 99, 98% of people that are on it, you listening to this, if you've never been to journalism school, you are just out here raw. You don't know media. I'm not just talking about putting on for the public or doing PR laden, um, making PR laden statements and stuff like that. I'm not talking about that media. I'm talking about media, news, media and how things work, Um, whether it's book, written or news. So when you haven't been to journalism school, you kind of raw out here. So you just, you got all these and people just talking and everybody's throwing opinions. Every, you don't know if some people are speaking because they're looking for a likes or shares. You don't know if people are being sincere. You don't know if people are telling the truth or are they trying to be comedians and get a laugh. Like it's so much and it can't be controlled now because media has gone social, whereas Old school media, radio and news, it was controlled and filtered out and sent out to you the way that they wanted it to. Like Years ago, you wouldn't catch a newscaster, uh, an anchor on, on on the news channel crying or cussing another anchor. Now it's like, wow, that's, that's going to circulate. We're going to put publicity for that. Years ago, you anchors were uh, were were taught to be kind of with to withhold their emotions and you couldn't talk that shit that you see circulating around now you see how times have changed like you 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 didn't see that stuff like they would get fired for crying or or adding their two cents on a news story or arguing with another anchor on camera like now that's that's good tv <laughs> 2003 no it wasn't your ass is fired you know so That just goes to show you how how times have changed. So that's the curse of the media part having gone social. And the media part having gone social, um, it also lends itself to other avenues of life that has to do with human beings, you and me, and our feelings and what we feel and what we think and how we react and what we end up believing and how we change our beliefs because of what we've seen or what we feel or what we think. So it's like... we are, especially if you haven't been to journalism school, you become kind of programmed if you don't step outside of this matrix and use your mind to think. And I'm going to give you an example of what I'm saying. Okay. The whole premise of this podcast, of course, is about Saweetie and Quavo. They are used as an example of everything that I'm going to say. And the whole podcast, like I said, when I wrote it up on the blog, Other Side of the Fame.com, I have it posted there, which I'm going to change all my blogs over to Ange Frank Podcast to my own site where it's been sitting waiting. Like, could you please place us over here? My posts over there. Because I'm about to separate Ange Frank Podcast.com and Other Side of Fame. I'm gonna let that remain the blog archives that it is. But the as I wrote on there, I have it, I think I titled the um post. For this particular podcast, feeling versus thinking and truth versus facts. So that is basically the title of everything that I'm going to be talking about. And yes, Quavo and the Sweetie incident is, like I said, going to be the premise and the conclusion of this. But the whole point of using them as the example because they had a very good example as I was watching that tape and you all did too. <clears throat> I'm sure. Um. When I was talking about the blessing and curse of social media, um, I'm going to get back to this curse thing. So when we start to take on certain things that we see, a lot of, especially if you haven't gone to school for journalism. And even more so, if you haven't gone to school for, let's say, philosophy. Like, I went to school for philosophy because... Well, that was a part of my major, journalism and philosophy. I had a double major. But I liked philosophy. And I did not understand how much it was going to mean to me as a writer. Because it teaches you to think in four corners. Like, I remember uh, Rick Fox was online. I think this was back in 2012 or 13. It was 2012 or 13. I think he said something like he was curious, you know, some opinions out there where he can tell his daughter to major in. And I was like, you should tell her to philosophy, I know it sounds annoying and a lot of people are annoyed with philosophy because you do a whole lot of circular talking and dissecting conversations and sentences and paragraphs and you, you learn about old philosophies from philosophers and you just, it seems like you're overanalyzing everything. And a lot of times it feels that way for, 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 for people who don't like to think. Um, And for people who just like to take things at face value and keep it moving, if you don't like to think, if you don't like to evaluate, if you don't like to observe what's being said, if you don't like to uh, think in four corners where somebody will hand you out some, uh, hand out a sentence or a paragraph and you just say, well, if the cow jumped over the moon, what did he jump over? To get to the moon, like if you don't like to think like that, then your philosophy will just fucking drive you nuts. But I ended up learning that eventually, in writing and and, and observing people and stuff like that, it served me. And so I mentioned to Rick, Rick Fox, I said, "Well, uh, may I have her." at least minor in philosophy, it will help you in the long run in so many other areas. That's why in philosophy, you can get so many other jobs like teach. You get a whole bunch of jobs if, if you are a philosophy major because it's so wide, like liberal arts is. It just, it's it's one of those majors that it seems useless, but ultimately it is like math. <laughs> it's like you'd be like, what the I learn this for? I sit in math and learn this, what did you use this for? Me? Shit, there's a lot of shit that I used to sit at in math, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I remember that. You know, it, it, you know, it's just one of those things. So that goes back to my point about feeling versus thinking and truth versus fact. Um, as we were watching this Quavo and Sweetie uh, tape that was circulating. And I I just, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll go on social media and I'll just, I like to sit and watch people like, wow, like, I saw one post where a girl said, you know, oh, no, he's an Aries. And those Aries, you could tell me, he he he's kicked their ass a time or two. It's like, yeah, Aries, I mean, if you're into uh, astrology and stuff like that, that's cool and entertaining conversation. I get that. And Aries are some combative ass motherfuckers and they love to fight just like them fucking Scorpios. Them Aries and them Scorpios with that motherfucking Mars in their chart. Them motherfuckers love to go to war. Okay? They just do. Especially them Aries. They are just the most combative ass motherfuckers. If anybody you notice know, the Aries, they down to kick some ass. Even if the even the quiet ones, unless they got a whole bunch of water in their chart, those motherfuckers love war. They love to be combative. They love I get that. And I laughed and I saw it. I said, Yeah, that's so true. But as we as I watched uh, the things that people were saying, and it was a lot of people. Of course, it was. It it came back to the thing that that we keep going through on the internet that girl versus guy thing you know this whole war that's going on and i've talked about it a a couple podcasts back where you know this war between men and women it's just getting kind of so out of hand now let's let's keep in mind i understood a lot of people's stance on that it was like the guys against the girls he this, he that. no he did he did and it was just like oh my god it's, it's becoming the guys against the girl thing because we do see some stories on the internet are just that are just not cool You know, we've seen some guys punch girls. We've seen some guys kill girls. for. We've seen some terrible things that have happened to women. So when you see so much of that and you are not broken off into regions and everybody is absorbing all of these stories and the majority of the stories are happening in our face where the woman is usually the victim. Of course, when you see a video like Cuevo and Sweeties, and you're sitting there and you're like... Uh he, he he threw her off to the uh in the elevator. Well I watched that tape over and over and I want to say this. And that's why I said in the in the in the post that I did for this podcast, um I wanted you to make sure you watch that tape over and over and tell me what you see. I said tell me what you see. I didn't say I said don't tell me what you feel, don't tell me what you think. I want you to tell me what you see. And what I saw was Quavo and Sweetie fighting before they got in the elevator, like pushy, like tug of warring. Then all of a sudden it looks like she was reaching for a bag that he obviously, now none of us had audio, so we don't know what was said. We can all agree on that. And what I saw was um uh, you could tell that she was reaching for a bag that he obviously did not want her to have so he um pushed her over with his hand and she hit the back of the elevator and obviously fell you could see that he didn't punch her he didn't slap her he swung her with his arm and pushed her all the way back with all his strength obviously he's stronger than her as a man and then he stopped for a second and turned around and he looked up at the camera so well why did he do that that you could see the comments where people were saying oh see he knew he was busted he knew. well he was calm this is my observation of what I was looking at and I'm I'm telling you what what I saw and you can look at this as I'm talking in this podcast so if I saw him reach to punch her or to push her some more. I would have had a problem with that when he looked at the camera. But after he swung her, he calmly stood there and then he paused. And then he turned around and looked up at the camera. (laughs) And it was pretty funny. And then he just kind of like, at that point, he reached out to kind of help her up with his hand or whatever. And then he got even more kind and held the elevator open and put the bag by the door. And she starts scurrying on out. And then there was another tape that was circulating that happened even before what I just explained, which was the scuffle at the elevator before all that I just explained. And it showed Sweetie literally swinging at him, like to punch him or slap him or something. So people were saying, okay, well, why is that part separate from the part where we just saw the scuffling on the elevator and he swung her into the door? So. I saw two versions of... Not two versions. I saw a, a, a snippet that wasn't added to the first version when they first started scuffling at the elevator and he swung her. And that part that I saw was... I saw her swing at him. I, I I have to be honest. If there was any swinging or punching, I did see that. I did see her swing and punch at him versus trying... But that was an obvious reaction. An under I'm going to say an understandable reaction... If you are trying to get a bag that somebody is holding from you, let's be clear. What we saw, if she's swinging at him, she he has something that she's trying to get. Now she could have very well been trying to, you know, stick and move and shuffle and down and go down and grab the bag, but instead she swung. He did the thing that you do if you're trying to keep somebody from getting something from you. Swung her off to the side. He didn't punch her. He didn't swing at her. He swung his arm and pushed her away so that he could get the vantage point ahead of her so she couldn't get close to this bag. That's my observation of what I saw. You saw that too. I didn't take any sides. I gave you hypotheticals about why she probably swung because she didn't have what she was trying to get. I told you that he swung her off to the back of the elevator because she was in search of grabbing something that was in his hand. That is what I saw. We all had no audio. We don't know anything else. But let me say something to you. Let me get to the point of this podcast. Like I said, it's about thinking versus feeling, feeling versus thinking, and truth versus facts, okay? And I told you also I wanted you to um, look at some posts that I had on the podcast I mean on the on the blog of the site of fame.com and I think I uh, sent the link so you can look up some OJ stuff okay so within that I was talking about the OJ case I'm gonna give you a little tidbit about feeling versus thinking and truth versus facts when you feel something you just feel something that is subjective that's something that you feel that you ascertain is a thing because that's what you personally feel when you think something that's because you have mentally assessed that this thought that you have about this person or this thing is something that is true as far as you're concerned now when you are talking about truth versus facts the truth is still also subjective to you it's anything that's true for you or me or somebody else it's true for me or you or somebody else that doesn't make it true but this is the thing that separates all that bullshit all that thinking all that feeling and all that what's true facts mm-hmm F A C T S okay so when I talk about the OJ case I'm gonna tell you like this um a lot of us were like young, wild, and free. We really, we were fascinated that this was this white Bronco just driving down the expressway. And it had a big uh, uh, sports star in it. And allegedly, he killed his, his, his ex-wife and this man. We were too young to even really care and i say care i don't don't want to sound careless but we were too young to really like understand the details of it and of course back then the media was at the state that it was in like i spoke at the beginning of the podcast it was controlled and filtered out and given to us what they wanted us to have okay so the only thing we being so young, wild, and free at that time could really ascertain what's the uh, sensationalism of it all. Woo, 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 woo. And the cops were just chasing this guy down the street. And he was just driving miles. And then they were like, oh, his friend is, you know, his friend is in the car. He's like, oh, his homeboy in the car. And he driving. Oh, wow. You know, that's that was, but there was like a dead woman at home. And so, man that was allegedly killed by this O.J. Simpson that was drive, uh, uh, that was in this Bronco where his friend was driving and he was in, in inside of it. So we were just fascinated by the sensationalism of it. But let's get to the point. So um, when the Internet came into play, I wanted to kind of know, because, you know, when the Internet came into play, a lot of stuff that was filtered out by the media got a little light shed on it was like okay, so let's get the details of this shit. Let me go on YouTube and and see, you know what really happened. I remember that shit. We were just we didn't really know the details. Then we just were reading what was filtered out to us. But I want to know what's up. So fast forward as I, you know, start blocking and everything. And I think he he went to jail for something else totally different that didn't have anything to do with the murder. Cause of course you know he got off, um, which I'll talk about in a minute. Cause that is the truth versus fact thing that I'm gonna bring up which is why I told you to look at it. and hopefully you went to the blog where I literally showed the graphic pictures of the dead. the scene of the woman his his uh his his mother his ex-wife and the guy. I think I only had her on there though. And it was pretty gruesome and um but when I blog I I gets down to the point I gets to it. So anyhow um so um I forget what I had to blog of uh, with, uh blogged him about but it was something about the knife some kind of fable came up and I don't know but I interjected that story because I wanted to get that in there to get people to read it to understand that there was really a case that was pretty gruesome and um as I started delving into it I was like wow so let's talk about this old case. so when we're talking about feeling versus thinking and truth versus fact I just told you one major component in this a woman was killed and a man was killed A young man the woman that was killed happened to be his ex-wife and the mother of his kids the man who was killed right along with her was a guy that was at her house okay now just to bring you the little details about that he and this guy that was that was at nicole brown simpson's house which is oj simpson's wife ex-wife was because he was supposed to be bringing her some glasses that she eyeglasses that she left at a restaurant that she visited so, allegedly, he was just dropping by. He was at the wrong place at the wrong time. So, um, allegedly. Um, we don't know if they were caught kissing. I, I don't know the details of all that. But all we know is that somebody came in there and killed the hell out of those two people. It was just blood everywhere. And the, 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 the as strong as this woman was killed, that led me to say. I'm telling you feeling versus thinking because this is going to come back to this Quavo thing. Like I said, we're all fighting men and women because we've seen too much on the Internet and we're tired of men doing these things to women and mistreating women. And we automatically say, he did, he wrote. But I just told you the whole scenario about what I saw and what you saw if you were watching that as I'm as I'm recording this. So. That's the OJK. So I know when I looked at those pictures and I said, "Wow, you know, when you you ever been on a jury? If you haven't, or if you've been, or if you've sat in on a court case, you the thing about a jury is you have to leave your feelings and what you think outside the door. Even what you feel is true, or even what is true, as per. What you think or feel. Like I just said. A Nicole Brown Simpson was OJ Simpson's ex-wife. And the mother of his kids. This woman was killed so badly that. Um, the person that killed her. Which yes I believe it was OJ. I'm not going to sit here and fuck around and, and say. I don't know. Some max man came and did this. No. I truly do feel that he was, prob- was the one that did it. I say this because. The manner in which she was killed was nobody, even if it was a contract, nobody comes to draw that much blood on a contract. They come and get the job done and bounce the fuck out. But the person who killed her, she was stabbed, not sliced at the neck, not sliced from ear to ear. She was stabbed in a way that the knife went through the front of her neck all the way and cut through every ligament of her neck and to the back neck of her skin. Like she was cut open at the neck with a knife. Like and it was so I I looked at that shit. I hey I I stared at that shit like wow that's a mad motherfucker. The the motherfucker. Let me try to keep my street language out of this podcast. But the motherfucker that killed her, that was his pussy. Okay, that wasn't some contract killing. That wasn't some 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 random dude. The motherfucker that killed her, he fucked up before and he was mad. That's a that's a, that's an angry killing right there. Like you bitch. It was. That's my feelings. That's what I think. That's what I believe is true. But there were facts presented. And there were other things presented that the prosecutors felt were facts. Obviously, the facts that were presented by OJ's team ruled. And the facts were, okay, there was a glove at the scene. And the glove at the scene was, hey, OJ, put this glove on. And here's Johnny Conqueror. Okay, if it doesn't fit you, must have quit. He's struggling to put this glove. on me. This glove is too tight for my big ass hands. What's up? This ain't my glove. (laughs) Then there were like some shoe prints. Okay, let me see those Bruno Marley's shoes right here. Let me see. I mean, so when you're talking about a court case, all that you feel, all that you think, and what you believe is true does not matter. All that matters are the facts and the facts are what you see as evidence presented. Okay. I just told you what I saw when I looked at the video of Quavo and Sweetie. So none of us heard anything because there was no audio, but I'm telling you what I saw. I'm not saying, oh, he probably did do that because he's an Aries and I'm sure he kicked her ass at the time. That's what you believe. That's what you feel. That's what you think. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she swung at him because she was trying to uh, uh, get at that bag, you know? Well, that's a fact. I saw her swing at him. That's not what I feel. That's not what I think. But the fact that I said because she was trying to get at that bag, um, ma'am, that's not a fact. You just saw her swing at him. You can't say that she was trying to get at the bag. How do we know she just wasn't trying to kick his ass? So stop right there. That's what you feel and what you think. But you did see her swing at him, right? Okay. So stay right there. That's a fact. I don't give a fuck what you think and what you feel or what you think the truth is, what you believe the truth is. We saw her swing at him. That's what they'll tell you in court. Like If this was to go to court, they're going to only say, she did the swinging. He did the pushing to keep her away from the bag. He did not swing. He did not slap. He did not punch her. He did not throw her down. He did not kick her. Yes, he turned around and looked at the camera, but maybe he was trying to be nice for the camera and reach down and help her up. So what? But the fact of the matter is we didn't see him swing her, swing at her or punch her or anything like that or kick her. So that's what would happen in court. So I'm just going by how the jury, how a court would treat you about what you think and what you feel. They don't care about what's been going on with everybody else on the internet that made women say, nah, nah, he did that. They don't care about his birth chart being between March 21st and motherfucking, uh, 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 what is that, uh, April the 22nd. They don't care that he's an Aries. They don't care about that. They care about you sticking to the facts of what you see. Okay? So, back to the OJ Gates. So, of course, I feel, yeah, he, he did that shit. That was his pussy. That's a man who had her before and he got mad because this man was over there. He either caught them about to get it on or kissing and he sliced him up and went for her. That's what I feel. That's what I think. But that don't matter. What matters is what matters were the facts presented. And that's how we get off. Because the facts that were presented got him off. He was acquitted. Because when you come and you reach a verdict, all those people probably thought the same thing. Yeah, that was him. You see all that blood? She, she was hanging to the back of her neck. That's a man that loved her. That's a man that was mad. That's a man that was jealous. He saw some shit that sent him into a rage. Oh, you can't come to the jury pool and say, well, oh, my verdict is, yeah, I think he did it because um, all that blood, he killed her because he was in love with her. No, it don't work like that. Beyond a reasonable doubt, do you think he killed her? Uh, well, he put on a glove and his glove didn't fit and that was the glove at the scene. Okay, so, there's a little bit of doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you actually see him on tape kill her? Uh, uh, no. Okay, so, there's another reasonable doubt. So, we can't fully say that it was OJ. So, Let's come back with the verdict. So, it may have been 10 of 12 people that said, I think he did it. I feel he did it. Yeah, I believe it's true that he did it. But the facts presented otherwise. And he got the fuck off. Because in the court of law, which most lawyers tend to take philosophy courses. Because you have to teach people how to think. You have to teach people how to use their minds. Not just their feelings or what they think. You know that saying that was floating around the internet? Um, It was so sickening. Feelings ain't facts. Well... That's true to an extent, and it's not true to an extent. In a general sense, your feelings about what you feel about yourself or or anything pertaining to or around you—that's a fact. You have a right to feel. That's a fact. And it was so annoying watching people circulate this the silly ass saying: feelings ain't facts. Your know, feelings ain't facts. All the time, but don't let anybody discount your feeling as not being fact. That's what annoyed me about that, and that was another thing that started circulating the internet is that, which goes back to the what i was saying at the beginning of this podcast, which is the curse of social media is that a lot of times we take on certain sayings and certain uh, buzzwords and certain. Experiences that we keep seeing over and over and we stick to our feelings based on those things and we'll say "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no no and we won't look at the facts. We won't look at the evidence presented. We won't look at that because we have we're so used to bandwagoning and jumping on certain buzzwords like every now every, everybody and everything is toxic um last year oh you're so transparent i love you you're just so transparent your transparency is like we just do the craziest shit. oh you're a narcissist he's such a narcissist now that's a buzzword then we got the purr then we got the uh, 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 uh no cap like all this stuff these buzzwords we just we're human so We tend to take on these same buzzwords and we just circulate that shit and we don't really just stop and evaluate why we do certain things. That one that annoyed me like shit was the feelings ain't fact things because people were basically on the internet acting like they were abominable motherfucking non-feeling human beings that, you know, that I ain't, feelings ain't fact. I'm a bad motherfucker. you weak ass bitch. You feeling and your feelings are a fact when a motherfucker busts you upside your damn head. It's a fact that he busts you upside your head. Now, did you feel that motherfucking fact? Quick getting on the internet trying to act like your ass is imbominable and don't have feelings and shit because you're trying to fit some kind of bandwagon shit. That annoyed me. And I was even taking uh, a course. I was doing something in business and this girl even tried to use that shit and um we were like on a in like a like a zoom meeting because this happened probably three years ago maybe was it was three years ago two years ago i was in some kind of meeting, and it was probably like eight of us and this girl um she used that same fearless ain't facts thing it was so inappropriate it was so unprofessional for the moment but it was so annoying and it was so annoying but i understood because i said oh she is she a twitter bitch she one of these chicks that's round on the internet this is a business we this ain't got what we're doing ain't got nothing to do with the internet and it was just so inappropriate and she she the context that she used it was so wrong that's because when you are a part of a bandwagon and a swarm of things, and you don't step outside to evaluate why you say things and why you feel things, you'll become programmed and you, and at the moment you feel that the context applies, uh, the context of what you're saying applies to something. And she was, she jumped at it to say it. And it was like, everybody on the video was just kind of looking like, and I understood her. I understood what she was, I was like, Oh gosh, you know, but it was, I, I was so embarrassed for her because she didn't understand. But my point to saying that is because when you become programmed by bandwagoning certain buzzwords or certain experiences that you see and you start to feel things and think things or you believe that certain things are true, you will just cross out that there are facts here that you choose to ignore because you are a part of a programming that you haven't stopped or don't have the ability to stop to step aside and evaluate. And that's a problem. And that is a curse of social media. You understand what I'm saying? So when we were sitting up talking about um, this Quavo and the sweetie incident, the facts were just what I said. And I don't I'm not going to get into it and, and repeat the facts were. Boom. We saw her swing. Boom. We saw him push her away from a bag. We did not see him punch her. We did not see him push her. We did not see him kick her. Yes, we saw him look at a camera. Yes, we saw him put a bag by the door. Was he just trying to be nice because he observed that there was a camera? But I didn't see him jump to reach to punch her even after he observed the camera or before. He just pushed her to the side and stood there like, bitch, don't come up here in this bag, okay? But we can't say that because he was an Aries, he probably kicked her ass a time or two that we just didn't see. You can't start interjecting things about somebody because of their sign or because he is a man and she's a woman or because we've seen too many things where a man abused a woman. We can't start interjecting things about what we think and what we feel and what we believe is true based upon other programming that we've had. So you get what I'm saying? So that I saw a lot of that. And and sometimes when I'm on the internet, I, I observe things and I observe people's thinking and how we conclude shit. And I'd be like, wow, that's dangerous. Like that, that's really dangerous for for you not to use your mind and base it upon the facts when you're too programmed about so many other factors you that's dangerous you can ruin somebody's life you can you can ruin somebody's career you can ruin somebody's brain you can ruin somebody like hell when you Don't stick to the facts. You have to put your emotions and what you think and what you believe is true aside. Because facts are facts. Not just feelings or what you think is fact. Or what you believe to be true as fact. Facts are facts. And I just told you when we looked at the video, the fact was. We saw her swing. We saw him push her away from the bag. We saw him look at the camera. We saw him hold his hand out to try and help her up. Then we saw him step at the elevator to hold it open with the bag and help let her get out. Let's cross out that word help. Let her walk out and she stumbled out a little bit. That Those were the facts that we saw. We can't interject his sign and what he, the ass whoopings he probably handed her because of Aries being a combative ass sign. We can't, we can't go on the things that we've seen on the internet, and this is probably true because we've seen enough men beat up women. And because we have a male versus uh, a female battle going on on the internet with all these idiot ass podcasters making women and men, creating all this enmity between women and men. We can't keep going on that. You have to look at situations that you see, like this uh, Quavo and Sweetie thing, and you have to stop and pull yourself out of the programming and look at things on a case-by-case basis. You can't just interject all this stuff, which is going to go to my point about this thing we need to have called a voice of reason. When it comes down to having a, a voice of reason, you heard of that before. In your circle of friends, in business, in branding, or wherever, you have to have somebody around you that is a voice of reason. Um, A voice of reason for people who don't know is that person who will call you on your shit, whether it's your homie or or somebody at work or somebody in your personal uh, business that you have, your own brand or whatever, like not necessarily call you on your shit, but is willing to stand in the middle and say, hold up, hold up. Like I'm being a voice of reason about this Quavo and Sweetie thing. I'm not running away with the fact that I've seen enough men beat women's asses and cuss them out and all this battle of the sexes that's going on. I'm the voice of reason in that I am doing a podcast based upon what I am telling you is fact versus not what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking or what I'm what I'm thinking or what I believe to be true. That's called a voice of reason. Okay, the voice of reason is the person is to say, hold on, I'm going to put my feelings aside and I'm going to help you put your feelings aside and we're going to look at the facts here and we're going to stick to this. We're not going to include all this programming that we have. So that voice of reason has to be in your circle to, to you know, call you on your shit or and be willing to be called on their shit too. A voice of reason is that person that just stands in the middle and just helps you see straight to the point with all the without all the bullshit. Without all the feelings. Without all the extra thinking. Without all of the, what you believe to be true. The voice of reason is that person that stands right there and says, uh uh-uh, This is not this. This is this. This is not this. This is this. So when you have a voice of reason, let's say a voice of reason in your circle. Like... We've all done some crap-ass shit. We do stuff for our homies, you know. We'll laugh for our homegirl, our homeboy. You know, we've, we've all been guilty of that. We've all been guilty of that. But sometimes when it comes down to ruining other people's lives or, you know, where other people's livelihood can be affected, you know, you have to be a voice of reason, even if you don't know that person, that's called basic integrity. If you don't like that person, that's still called basic integrity, because you have to understand if your loyalty to a friend is only based upon the fact that you're a friend and they earned your friendship, so you loyal to them. But the minute you fall the fuck out and the loyalty goes out the window, you ain't shit. You never had integrity anyway. If you still go talk about your friend and and tell all their business to other people, your loyalty only extends as long as your friendship is good. When the friendship ends, you still have to have integrity. And typically a person that is a voice of reason has to have integrity because if they are real, if they are a real true voice of reason, it's because they, when a voice, a voice of reason in your circle is somebody that, let me put it this way I'm careful about who the fuck in my circle. I used to be cool with people because I've known them for a long time or because we've been, you know, fuck all that. If you ain't shit, you just ain't shit. I don't give a fuck how long i known you. I've I, I've grown up. I stopped handing out passes to people because I've known them long. I've learned that some of the people that I've known the, lo- known the longest and even some people that are my family members, bitch, you ain't shit. I mean, you just an accident at birth that made you my family member. They don't fucking make us friends unless we forge a friendship and we we develop respect for each other and we have respect for each other's everything. And we care about each other's feelings and we develop what's called a friendship. But if we just because we are relatives don't fucking make us friends. OK, and that's the same thing about knowing somebody for long. And I stop handing out passes to people just because I've known them since the second and third grade. Fuck that. When I learn you ain't shit in the seventh grade, in the ninth grade and 10th grade. And then we 18, 19, 20 and your ass still ain't shit. I don't give a fuck how long I know you. Fuck you. Bye. You ain't shit. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't work like that. You got to stop handing out people who a have no integrity. B. Are not that voice of reason. I'll tell you why. Because the voice of reason is somebody is, it's like, you know, we are on this branding shit nowadays. You ever go to a, a, a fucking, uh, 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 what's that, IG page and somebody got hair at so-and-so, nails at so-and-so, at so-and-so. Basically, you are representing uh, people, brands that did something for you. You are the representative of whatever you're adding. That's a small example that can give you an idea of what I'm saying. So when you have people in your corner, you want to in your circle, I should say, you you want to always try to have somebody that has enough tegr- integrity and has the ability to be the voice of reason, because sometimes you can we can go off with our emotions and what we feel and what we think and what we believe is true. And that person that's the voice of reason can save some stranger or even somebody that they don't like from getting fucked up by our wrath because we feel a certain way. Because you as a human being that's out here navigating in this world that we going through with this bullshit too, you are going to probably have to be on the receiving end of somebody that you hope has some motherfucker and they cornered that was a voice of reason. So When you're talking about livelihoods and people's businesses and brands and their personal lives and their reputations being fucked up. The voice of reason you might need might not be in your corner. It might be over here. So when I do this podcast, when I'm talking about, I'm saying that people like me, I'm not going to get on this podcast just because I am sick of seeing women being abused and mistreated by men and just go point the finger at this boy. It's my duty to get up here to teach you motherfuckers how to think. And how to apply shit as the facts present themselves. Because you can fuck up somebody's life based on what you feel and what you think and what you believe is true. Or because you programmed. And that's not fair. You understand what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So. I'm just going to end this podcast by saying this. I don't want to be that girl that is 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 just making a podcast of my opinion i don't ride fucking bandwagons of people that just want to do a podcast. you just want to jump on some shit because the sensationalism is what it was that's why i didn't really get up on it and do it on the on the first day like i don't really like to ride bandwagons i'm i liked I'm, i'm i'm a silly person and i i love to laugh and but at the core of me i'm a serious motherfucker and when i see that correction needs to be had because i worry about how people think, and and how people feel, and what people believe is true, and when I recognize that people like jump on bandwagons and they're programmed, and that is because of my understanding of a philosophy, and understanding that people don't know how to think in four corners, and b understanding how media has gone social, um that is because of journalism courses that I took at anybody else's in journalism, and when I learn about how That's the curse of media as well as the blessing because we do get to understand different slants. But sometimes understanding different slants can cause us to be programmed. So we we just start believing things and saying things just because it's just it's just circulating and nobody knows how to step outside and think. And that is the purpose of me doing this podcast is to help you understand that feeling versus thinking and truth versus facts are two different things. What you feel is subjective. Subjective meaning that's what you feel personally. Okay? What you think is still subjective. You have a right to mentally assess something and think that it is what it is. But it's still sort of subjective. That's what you assessed to be true based upon the mental energy you gave a thing. You have a right to think that way. That doesn't make it true. And... Something that seems true or you say is true doesn't necessarily mean that it's true unless the facts can prove it. So I'm going to end this podcast by saying, think about those four things, feeling, thinking, truth, and facts. They're all four different things, but the main thing that matters is the facts. Okay, the facts, F-A-C-T-S. Yes, your feelings matter. Yes, what you think matters. Yes, what you believe to be true matters. But at the beginning and the end of the day, you had better interject what the facts are, especially when dealing with humankind and men and men around you. Not men, just men, boys. Males, humankind, human beings, you have to think in four corners and interject the facts based upon what you see or if there is audio present, what you heard and conclude things with facts, not out of programming, not out of bandwagoning, not out of writing a sensation that's going on and we're all just circulating something because it's being talked about and tweeted about and trending so i'm hoping that i gave everybody a chance to think about thinking because we all need it thank you for stopping bye <laughs> thank you guys for coming thanks for listening and giving me your time